Hello and welcome to the Adhurana podcast. Uh, I'm Aditya. Um, today we have two special guests to talk about uh, one of the biggest hits of uh, 2022, uh, Hanu Raghupati's epic romance uh, Sita Ramam. Uh, we have uh, Amrita who's a regular guest in our pod uh, joining after quite a while. Um, hello Amrita. Hi Aditya. And we are super excited to have Sal of uh, Sal and the Bad Pun on Twitter. Um, hello and welcome Sal. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for asking me on. I'm so excited to be here. So, uh, Sita Ramam stars uh, Dulkar Salman, Mrinal Thakur, uh, Rashmika, Tarun Bhaskar, among others, in quite a diverse cast in terms of the film industries it represents. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, it's a s- story that spans about 20 years from the mid-60s to the mid-80s, and uh, dramatically that unfolds in a quite an epistory fashion uh, uh, between an Indian soldier arm in Kashmir and uh, Sita Mahalakshmi in Hyderabad. Um, uh, as epistory as it is, it's also uh, visually extravagant, but first to get some reaction, I watched it uh, when it was out in the theaters and then I watched it again for the podcast. I think uh, Sal too watched it last year. Um, Sal, uh, let's start with you. What, what were your first thoughts uh, with the film? Oh, uh, I mean, like I was really excited to watch it just because I really like Dilkar and Rinal. I think Rinal is really beautiful. I think Dilkar is really beautiful. Um, I really like the songs that I'd seen and I'd re- the costumes, I think, were like really, really special. Like um, everything that I'd seen. Um, the film itself, I, I honestly don't know what I think of it because <laughs> there's all of these things I like about it, but I don't know if it works as a film. But like there are things that like I took away from it that I really enjoyed. So I'm like also like kind of almost loath to like denounce it completely or like kind of dismiss it completely. But there are things about it that are really kind of that are kind of like not great, like on a filmmaking level, but also like just on like kind of a narrative level, you know. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of ambivalent about it. What about y'all? Yeah, I think that is what uh, a lot of people do feel about it. Like it's it's a film you cannot dismiss, but at the same time, there's a lot of things to like in it. And every time um, you're taken out of the film and then some, there's something in the film that just yanks you back in. Uh, Amrita, I think you watched it for the podcast, like maybe this week or something. What did you think? Um, no, I did watch it this week for the podcast, but I also watched it last year but I did come to it a little later I think than you did because I didn't watch it in the theaters um, I didn't even know it existed it was just very um, sudden a friend of mine who is um, half Telugu half Malayali actually uh, told me that you know she and her family watched it in the theaters and they had a wonderful time and uh, she thought it was beautiful and I was like well all right then I should probably watch it but by that time you know This is not the kind of film that necessarily um, appeals to me. I don't hate the genre, but I wouldn't say that it is a genre that I seek out necessarily. And I feel that there are certain things that the Telugu film industry does really well, which are very much on display here in terms of filmmaking. And then there are certain things that the film industry um, in the Telugu language that they don't do well at all. And that is also much harder to conceal in a film like this. Actually, uh, when you say uh, this genre, uh, actually, this is sort of a, a tough film to pigeonhole, right? I mean, of course, it is it's a romance and all that, but it's also 
it's, it's also kind of in a heightened tone yeah i was basically thinking of it as a uh, you know like a like a grand tragedy like that is basically what i was thinking of it sal i think you 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 are more um, charitable to grand uh, tragedies if we may say so right i mean I, the, the yeah, that's like definitely yeah like romantic melodramas are definitely like one of my favorite genres like i think one of the genres that like i kind of uh, respond to more, the most viscerally um i think the the characters here are a little more noble than i like my protagonists to be i i i like my romantic tragedies more in the vein of ranjna than veersara and this is definitely like uh, veersara light in a lot of ways um yeah. but um i don't know the politics of it are, can get pretty like icky and reprehensible from like time to time so i think that that would like kind of like that would kind of get in my way of like engaging with the film and then some of the acting is really bad like um rashmika is not good so that was <laughs> that was like kind of hard for me because i've been you know i'd seen her in things i'd seen uh, you know the songs from um pushpa and i was like oh my god this girl's you know sexy and sparkly and she's got like star quality she gave me very like young priyanka you know very those those vibes and i don't know if she's like wildly miscast in this or misdirected or she was like you know she was just like oh i'm playing this like kind of uh, you know non glam character so i'm going to i'm going to do this one thing and that one thing was like just bad acting <laughs> but um yeah i think like some of those things were very distracting so it wasn't like it didn't quite rise to the level of something like Veerzara which was very kind of like impeccably put together um but at the same time um i did find um its sincerity very compelling you know like especially when it kinds of kind of zooms into um the the ram and nujahan slash sita characters um like i think those moments really work for me because there is like kind of like a genuine um sweetness to them you know it's not it doesn't feel um manufactured like a lot like a lot of the visuals can feel a little bit like you know um you know like in i hate love stories there's like a fake sanjaliya vansali yeah <laughs> Do you all yeah. remember this like the one drop of water on her face and he's like you know it's like it's like a whole parody of Sanjaleela Bansali right like so sometimes when people do like the Bansali-esque aesthetic where everything is very kind of like curated down to the last detail um they can feel almost like parodic in a way they can feel very like music video-y um and like i had that a little bit with sitaramam at times but at other times they really were lovely especially when they were um when you had the actors kind of grounded in them when you had like dulkar and um runal grounded in them so i think those were the moments that really kept me like in the movie like i definitely cried while i was watching it a few times and i think that's what keeps me from being like oh yeah i had like an emotional reaction to this so i can't be like oh this is you know the the politics of this are gross or this is you know exalting one side of the story or like you know uh this is like a gross exaggeration or gross misrepresentation of this or that so i think the fact that i had an emotional reaction to it keeps me from like i don't know being like condescending about it you know what i mean 
no, that is exactly what uh, what Sal as as always, you know, she says it exactly what I was trying to say, which is that uh, the thing that this movie does really well is that it provokes an emotional reaction from you. It's very good at building up the uh, the tragic love story between these two characters, and you really do connect to them. Um, but it also, at its heart, believes that it has good politics, which is, um, you know, it's, I have such complex feelings about that because I have seen Telugu films try and be progressive before, and it is, like, you know, like, you remember that scene in Sham Singha Roy where, you know, he's trying to tell the Dalits to stand up for themselves and how casteism is wrong. And his solution is to basically throw this poor man into a well used by upper caste people in order to show <laughs> them that, you know, water belongs to everybody. And I'm like, you just tried to kill that man. Like, what is happening that is basically what is happening here as well, because, you know, um, it's trying to say these things about like, okay, so, you know, uh, love is, uh, you know, beyond politics and hatred and that um, India is, um, uh, you know, like all Indians are one and it's just outside forces who might lead us astray. But, you know, um, if we all come together in a spirit of love, then, you know, everything is possible. And, you know, like all these like things that belong in a sort of national integration ad. Uh, but the yeah. way that it portrays it or the, the plot points that move that forward um, are so clumsily done that it becomes... As you know, Sal was saying, it becomes almost like a parody of the politics that it's trying to uphold. Um, so it's yeah, it is a very conflicting sort of experience to sit through this film. Yeah, and the pol uh, the politics is definitely uh, reprehensible, and it's uh, it it doesn't. But but then the like like Sal said, it it, it has these uh, uh, romance moments. That, that that make you invest in these two characters and um uh, and, and, and 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 you're right about how a Telugu film does this like I was I was absolutely wondering like it's it's 1965 and I was wondering like <laughs> couldn't they have like focused on another war maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> what what exactly the point and, and 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 about Rashmika I definitely think I mean I don't think of her as a as a talented actor or anything but I, I think she was definitely misdirected like she, her, her character was written it's it's, it's so bad like it's um and she's the, the way she like turns around when she says Sita or when she says something about India it's like this is this is bad like oh you don't have to be this obvious about a lot of your metaphors or whatever and, and I think she that, that way she it was definitely misdirected, but but I I did I I remember writing in, in my notes uh, that this is this is definitely some mix and match of 
Maniratnam plus Sanjay Bansali that I haven't seen in uh, in a Telugu film since uh, Nagashwin's Mahanati. Mahanati is the one yeah. film that came very close to it, and that was also like a you know it's a Savitri's biopic, and that was also like had that has this tragic um, and melodramatic uh, um, uh, structure to it, and 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 after that I I see that uh, the whole you know the the visual splendor of it only here you know you you have all these these scenes of um, I mean the the train scenes and you have this 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 falling into the bathtub in the middle of the whole <laughs> you know he was just <laughs> room and then the newspaper floating in the water and all, I mean these are I mean these are these are stuff that I actually liked like these are enjoyable things that actually made you invest into the film but you know the I keep coming back to that bathtub like for me like that was the thing that really you know the uh what's the term for it basically it's something that makes the artifice really evident you know there's like when you're building something and you're saying that uh, oh there's a term for it that I, it's just missing me but basically you know you're building something and you're trying to uh convey this aesthetic and you as an audience are buying it and then suddenly they just show this one thing and that sort of lays bare the 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 machinations of that entire architecture um and then once you see it you can't unsee it and then it all just sort of you know uh you kind of you can see the the smoke and mirrors basically and for me it was the bathtub um it the bathtub when you first saw it you know the part where they are parting from each other um that was just beautifully done and i was like yes all right i get this freestanding <laughs> bathtub where you know this whole emotional beat is being done and then she goes back to that bathtub to read his letter and i'm like why is she reading it <laughs> in the bathtub <laughs> i don't get it and that is when you know like like i understand what they were trying to build over there but um uh, i just i didn't buy it um and it's similarly with like rashmika you know it's interesting that both of you just called out on her being just like terrible in this movie but i think what they wanted with her is something that a lot of young female actors not just in telugu but like i think in any industry today they struggle to convey which is like um a sense of being like truly unpleasant and i don't mean yeah. in you know like a you know playing like a bitch on screen or anything i mean just like genuinely unpleasant you know um shri devi could do that at one point you know like she just could uh make you feel like you know wow i just really hate this woman um and that kind of uh personality is this really hard to find uh in i think this generation of actors that we have today and i think that's what rashmika was trying to do but in a very ham-fisted way i think it's coached out of you right like you're supposed to be like um this fantasy at all times with uh, right. women even more so in like mainstream telugu cinema right like you're like completely like the whole purpose of you being there like is that your your that 
you're that object of desire so like why would you be unpleasant the only way that you're unpleasant is like you're for at first you're rich and you're like <laughs> refusing the hero's desire like you know hero's advances but you're stupid for that and then you give in um but otherwise like why would you be like i think like there's definitely like i haven't seen um like women really be like assholes very often can i say that is that okay do you will you have to yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's okay <laughs> uh, yeah like i haven't seen you know a women be just like assholes like in um cinema very often recently um like i was talking about this with a friend of mine like how there was a period in like early 2000s cinema where there was this uh, kind of woman that um you know like rani preeti all of them used to play um or they were like yeah. um, independent women they were like modern women but they were also like you know kind of grounded in their indianness you know quote unquote indianness uh but they were like like kind of dicks you know like they were they were they were like always kind of like mad and they were kind of in you know in a bad temper they were in a bad mood and uh they were they but they were the heroine they were they were selling that you know um and you don't even see that as much anymore because women are supposed to be pleasant and there's so much the foil um to men when it's not when it's not the rare movie that's like like woman centered quote unquote uh that you never get to see them um just be a person who's like having a bad day you know um, yeah And I yeah, was which, watching. Which is, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, which is why I, I always wonder whether this is this is, this is down to the writing and direction, or is it like the performance? Like, or like, like it. I, I, you, you, you brought up Rani, right? Like the the Rani performance that a very similar role and performance that the performance that I hate on of, of, of Rani is no one killed Jessica, and she's she's supposed to be like that in that film, and but but then but then it's a such an over the top performance because of i think how she's written in that film and that's why i i can never make out whether it's really the performance or um, it's just the character written badly because it's mostly men writing these characters yeah i think with like with with no one kill jessica which is like a tangent i think like rani was like fine tuning how to be i feel like that that was like rani crossing over into like her like more butch phase in her career that was like rani being a rani that she hadn't allowed herself to be for a really long time um because if you even if you watch like the coffee with karan episodes that she'd done up to that point she was all soft and chwimui and the one that she did for no one kill jessica with vidya she was much more kind of bindas <laughs> like if you watch the films after that she's more successfully kind of figured out how to be that woman like that slightly more butch kind of like hard ass woman like even in mardani things like that yeah. um, but with rashmika in this movie you know uh it's like even the gestures are so like strange and off like she turns and then you know she points out a hand and it's all very like school play and um she did this film with um amitabh bachchan in hindi recently goodbye i think um was that uh, yeah good- goodbye i haven't yeah, watched it yet so yeah I'd, yeah and i I'd, i'd seen promos of the film and i was like can this girl really like not act um because like the other the, the other things that i'd seen her in i think i'd seen her in like bits of dear dear comrade i think like the one with um vijay devrakonda yeah. and then um 
And then, of course, Pushpa. And I thought she was charming in both. But I think like that's her zone, right? Like to be like sort of like the foil to the hero, like sparkly and sweet and sexy, very that, you know, like that's her zone. So like she was like wildly miscast in the film. And the irony is like, you know, like Telugu films always have like North Indian heroines. And this was the film where they needed like an Urdu speaking girl for this part. And they which is like it just like cracked me up like you know like like that that it's so not her space like just like hearing her mouth those dialogues it was like it was just like so off like they could have easily gotten like one of the north indian heroines that do work uh in the industry for this for this role and they didn't like it was just it was it was with her being kind of like the sutradhar almost of the film you know like the kind of uh, the person who's kind of um the audience stand in um seeing her from like you know struggle so much like I think like would keep taking me out of the film so you really kind of long to go uh, back to the 1965 part of the film and the, the yeah. sad part the sad thing is it that's not um it's it's a good chunk of the film like the 1983 or 1984 part of the film is a good chunk of the film it's not it's not like in Virzara you know the the present day portions are fairly they're, they're fairly limited but I feel like in uh, Sita Rama, maybe this is just my impatience talking, but there was so much of the 80s stuff. Like, so yeah, and, much. Yeah, and, and, and actually, actually, a lot of people did say that uh, when, when people watched it later, I don't, I don't know, I'm, 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 I can uh, uh, chime in on this, but we had uh, a lot of people watched it on ODT and they were like, uh, does this get interesting after 15 minutes or an hour? And I'm not sure, I mean, this could be a larger OTT issue, uh, but that's, that's not even get there. But um, I, I, I did, uh, when I watched it in theater, it did work for me in, in the way the, I mean, there is no mystery in the film. You can pretty much guess your way through it, but it, it's still quite thrilling to find uh, who Sita is and you you don't even see Sita till a good chunk of the film like until mm-hmm. I don't know maybe 40 45 minutes into the film and um, the, the actor herself and um, and then uh, and then and then you have the whole epistolary romance and then you have the thrill of finding who Sita really is and I think that actually makes the film work uh, but I was wondering if, if it, it, it does it not work when you watch it on tv or something Thing. It it really worked for me. Like I I had like a really kind of like strong positive reaction to like those parts, right? Like it felt so again, like it felt so like magical, right? Like sometimes, as Amrita pointed out, like that kind of like whimsy, you know, like the twee kind of like uh, visual flourishes do feel like parodic or like they take you out of the film or they feel like okay now you need to stop but like with the revelation or even with the first time we see Mrunal on the train I think um, you know and you see her face like those are the kinds of things that I feel like mainstream Indian cinema does so well you know kind of like the the heroine introduction shot you know like that that was so special to me I I loved exactly that. yeah yeah like really she kind gets of the like, bigger introduction yeah she gets a bigger introduction in the train yeah yeah, exactly. And that's what I want. I want to be introduced. Like, I want the heroine to always be introduced like that. Like, I don't care what the film is. I Even if it's a documentary, I want the heroine introduced like that. 
<laughs> you know, having been raised on like Yash Chopra movies, like that's 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 all like viscerally that's something my brain's always going to respond to and even the even like the twist right like the revelation that she's the princess she's not like you know this uh you know she's not sita mahalakshmi she's the she's princess nushan i i loved it it felt so um yeah it felt so it felt like of um of that period even of uh, like of like old world literature in a way like romance novels of that time you know there was like a sweetness to it like you know the fact that like they like they, there's a sweetness to the assumption that this is something she could have pulled off you know um and then at the end of course you find out that he'd always known and all of that i i think there's I, there's there's a certain kind of magic to that there's a certain kind of like this is the magic of the movies to that kind of plot for me so i i really responded to all of that stuff like the slightly like fairy tale quality of the romance like i loved all of that yeah i agree like i think you know that particular beat of it was really well done um and especially the fact that so much of this movie was done through letters like that was a differentiator for me and it really allowed you to access the interiority of these characters and like kind of understand like just how deep their uh, their their love for each other went and how difficult things were for them you know just in the amount that they left out of those letters and what they included in the letters and there's that point where you know um uh, after they meet for the first time they are hanging out uh, together for the first time in person. And it's a little bit awkward until they start talking to each other as if they're still writing to each other. And it is such a charming little moment. And you see her just come alive in a snap of a moment. And then he starts responding. And it's almost like if he's wooing her with these letters as they are there together. And But they might have been miles away. And you kind of see that their connection, you know, obviously they're two very beautiful people. And they both recognize that about each other because they're not blind in the movie. But uh, but you see that, you know, what connects them is not that uh, they are pretty to each other, but that they have, you know, like they're, they're soulmates, right? They're just sort of meant to be together. And then when the reveal comes later on in the movie about like why it is that she fell for him and why she started writing to, to him, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, that was like a real twist. Like I kind of figured out who she was, etc. Like that was not like that much of a, uh, a shock to my system. But yeah. uh, I did think like that particular twist where, you know, he saves her. Um, however improbable that was. <laughs> and I honestly do think like, you know, we are sort of giving Rashmika um, uh, the raw end of the stick here. But uh, I think the writing has a lot to answer for uh Adi, because um yeah that's what i felt yeah like her, yeah. her character right yeah yeah just not not just the character but like also you know um the situations that a lot that all these characters find themselves in um some of them is, are like absolutely they you know they make absolute sense but then some of them are preposterous but not in that 
Indian cinema preposterous kind of way where you're just like, yeah, of course, like, you know, of course he's an orphan and he's uh, a lieutenant in the Indian army. And of course she's a princess. And like, yeah. of course they like <laughs> met each other and fell in love with each other. And of course, like, you know, they, uh, she would leave everything behind so that she could be with him. And of course she still keeps their romantic hideaway in Kashmir in 1985. <laughs> like, all of that I can be with, but then there's just like certain things that happen throughout the film where I'm just like, what was the thought process behind that? Like the whole, uh, and this is, I think like the, the reason why a lot of people found it difficult to enter in this movie uh, or why they were saying like, you know, it doesn't get better after <laughs> 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever uh, is because we start with Rashmika. And Rashmika's is an underwritten and illogically written character uh, where, you know, she's setting fire to people's cars for, like, there's so many yeah. other ways. Actually, actually her, her introduction was kind of sad, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole key and... Like, I think they were trying for, like, you know, she's a badass, you know, she's like a, yeah. you know, a baddie in a hijab. And I was like, oh, okay. But then she's just basically an idiot. <laughs> and they, like, this is what I mean by, you know, it's politics being all over the place because um, they want to be like, okay, so, you know, she's not bad. She's just reacting to uh, what the Indian students are doing. But then they also turn her into this illogical monster who is unable to, you know, uh, even like be sorry that her grandfather died like she's just like you know like fuck all of you like I hate everyone I hate everything I'm just gonna do everything that works for me and I'm like there's no reason for this character to be this much of a selfish monster for any reason like I don't understand what is happening um, and that is not where you ideally want to start your story like you want people to actually be like okay so I'm gonna build something with this movie instead of being like wow I am absolutely repelled by uh by what is happening on screen right now yeah and, and did anyone else get a lot of atonement from the writing like I was like <laughs> this, is, this is like it's like sort of similar with all the story um choice and uh, you know, the, a, a, a brainy like uh, Rashmika character coming after the fact. Um, it, 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 it seemed very. Uh, I was like, there's a lot of atonement in there. Someone, someone got inspired from there. Did you say atonement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely got. Uh, I definitely got like that. I definitely got like that space. Right. It's very that. Like it's definitely the love that couldn't that that couldn't be things like that. Um, I, I don't know, like, even as we're talking about it, I'm, like, going back to the film and, like, grappling with it. Um, because on, on some levels, it's, it's, it, it is such a sophisticated film. Like, I think, like, Amrita has pointed out, like, certain things it does that are, that are kind of lovely. And then on, on some levels, it is, like, such a ham-fisted film. And, um, Aditi, you were the one who brought up Mahanati, right? Like, and I think this is yeah, the, this, yeah. I think that this is the same production company that did both films. Um, or I might be wrong, but like, and again, yeah, yeah, films, yeah, it, it, it is, it, it is, yeah. 
Yeah, and then Dulkar is in both films, and then I think we should talk about like Mrinal and Dulkar's performances a little bit. No, uh, yeah, um, we should we should talk about Dulkar and Mrinal's performance, and also we should talk about how how they are filmed. Like, I mean, I I think it's sort of a dying breed of you know the the whole charming stars and how you can film them, uh, you know, in 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 a in an epic of the scale sort of way. I mean, I I don't know if that happens often enough. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like, I think that's the thing that really like got so many folks like. Uh, who don't even watch telugu films right like or uh, south indian films in general like intrigued by this film not just the fact that like you know that there were there were actors who do like dulkar has done a few bollywood films ronal is of course a bollywood heroine not just the fact that they were in the film but the film the fact that they were presented in this way that you don't see um hindi film stars presented in anymore like very grand larger than life beautiful like um i went through a lot of reviews for the film and one of the things that like all the reviews mentioned is how beautiful the stars look you know and that's not um, that's not a thing that you see very often like mentioned very often for like bollywood films at least these days um that's like the stars look beautiful and there's that intentionality in the way they're presented like um i think both of you watched romantic the romantics right like the documentary that was yeah on the- yeah and there was that bit about how um adi and yash chopra they had like that argument about like chiffon sari versus like uh, silk sari like which will yeah like it, it'll not fly yeah yeah it will not fly <laughs> um and like i thought about uh, like you know like thinking about like how, when directors were so um attentive to the details of a heroine's costume you know when they were so detailed to, like so ho- zoned into like presentation that they cared about stuff like that and that's not something you see um in films uh anymore uh, or as much definitely and with this film you definitely felt like someone cared about those things they cared about like that first close up of the heroine's face they cared about like how she walked how she turned all of those things how he looked at her the gaze right like um and i think that appealed to a lot of people whether uh everyone's going to be able to articulate that or not um and um, there's something magical about like a film that really kind of uh, luxuriates in the beauty uh, of its stars and of course we see uh, sita or, or like minal uh, as, as, as a princess uh, presented that way and but but dulkar is actually not like all uh, embellished in in great costumes or anything he's pretty much uh, in his either in his uniform or in in uh, sort of in dull colors but but then i when i watched the film for the second time only then i noticed that this there's a lot of care uh, that's taken uh, to choose the colors in this film like what uh, what, are, what what is the color of the wall like there's there's a pastel blue wall and then what is she wearing and she's 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 wearing like a, a like like a, like a brighter blue and and and, and he he he's always in in it is is dressed in a much uh, you know like a sort of more, more dull than than what she's dressed but but at the, at the same time like they're both they they both look so great that they can really um get through to you um with with just the just sheer uh, like the that the charm and the screen presence that both seem seem to have like 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 half of uh, the filmmaker's job is done right there but but at the same time they've gone i think a, a, a further to 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 make sure that even their surroundings are taken care of and how what colors 
they use like like even like like we're talking about the bathtub scene or you have this you know like random havili type in kashmir or or or, or the his friend the, the the drama actor's house and how that is done uh, where they where they meet for the they don't meet for the first time where, where he take that photograph and I, I think i think there's a lot of care not just in on on the actors and how they are presented but there's also like the whole visual palette of 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 the of of the of, of their surroundings too and that that i think went a long way in how uh, people looked at them yeah this definitely you know uh the whole um uh a bit of gayatri devi sort of homage being paid in how mrinal is presented in this film oh. right I, I mean, uh, please expand on that. But I, I, I heard that it, the character was inspired from Princess Nilofer, the the of the who who got married to the son of the last Nizam of Hyderabad, who is actually from the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> That's what oh. I heard. Huh. But, but yeah, I, but yeah, please go on. Yeah. I mean, so that was actually something that I was, you know, uh, I <laughs> that really uh, took me like. i was surprised let let's put it that way i was surprised that they were willing to actually call her out as being a nizam princess like i was like um okay <laughs> like that i did not expect um for like you know generally like i don't know maybe i'm just a little too anglicized but i expected to be a little bit you know like um uh one step removed from reality i suppose because and also like india's just so litigious right now like i'm just like weren't you afraid that you were going to get you know um you know sued by somebody i mean sanjay leela bansali can't make a movie without getting sued by people who literally have nothing to even do with the film i'm just like wow this was like a bold decision right here um but also like that whole chiffon aesthetic when it comes to like royalty um that to me is very gayatri devi coded like for me that is like when you say royalty and chiffon there's just one person that comes to your mind right. when you're thinking about like indians um and that's gayatri devi and um the way that she keeps her hair the way that she holds her sari pallo like that is all very gayatri devi to me um i don't know about princess nilfer maybe i am absolutely giving her flowers away to gayatri devi in which case i apologize to uh, princess nilfer um but uh, also i think you're um while you're you're right about the whole visual aesthetic and the the color schemes and stuff but um let's not forget like dulkar is a man in uniform which yeah you know like you're a straight man so you maybe didn't like really notice but <laughs> dulkar looks really good in in in, in a uniform i was just uh, going to say no like, no I, I i i no i really like dulkar for how he looks so yeah but i can get that out there i, I, I mean that's the equivalent i have to it's <laughs> that is the hottest that is the hottest thing like un- maybe unfortunately but that is the hottest thing you can put a man in <laughs> right <laughs> I mean it's, you, don't, it's, you don't need to dress him up anymore he's like in like like he's basically dressed as hot as you can make a man like make dulkar look in clothes all right <laughs> <laughs> 
So yes. with the costumes, I looked up the costumes and um, so um, Sheetal Sharma did the costumes and he also did the costumes for um, Gangubai. So he had a really big year. Um, oh, yeah. Last mm-hmm. year. And the costumes are really lovely. And, you know, Amrita is so right. Like I thought of uh, Gayatri Devi when I, uh, when I was watching the film, I thought of... Um, uh, you know, Princess Nilofar, who was like one of the last Nizam princesses. Then there was Durishavar, you know, all of those like really glamorous women um, of the, not just glamorous, but they were also like known as very kind of like progressive and, you know, cosmopolitan and all of those things. Um, so um, I think it's also interesting that she, um, you know, she was that kind of person. Uh, but she was kind of cosplaying as this conserv- more conservative Hindu woman, you know. Um, I think the the, yeah. uh, the optics and politics of that are interesting, like where um, she is this, uh, you know, Muslim princess who lives a life that has, um, that gives her a certain le- a level of like access, but also like, um, you know, like um, maybe like allows her a certain level of like, um, um freedom or like even like a more westernized existence uh than the than an actual like Sita Mahalakshmi would have um and uh, but she chooses that she chooses that fantasy uh when she's like uh, communicating with uh with uh Dilker Salman's character with Ram and that I thought was interesting as well you know that like fantasy of like a of a modest existence the fantasy of like you know um of uh, being like any other woman, you know, um, even as she's, um, you know, like, you know, swore, you know, like sort of uh, uh, swatted in like chiffon and like this perfect looking woman who's clearly not an ordinary woman. Like even if, even if we were to kind of uh, measure her by the more put together standards of the 60s and so on, like this is clearly someone who's very like princessy and like, well off right like what what was she she was like pretending to be like the bharatnatyam teacher um uh she said no she's uh she's not the teacher i think she i think she's learning bharatnatyam or something like that yeah. no no as the she's learning bharatnatyam as the princess but she pretends to dulka that she's the teacher she's a teacher right yeah yeah so it's like I mean, like, that's clearly, like, not who she is. You know what I mean? Like, even as she's pretending to be that person, she's, like, she's very princessy. She's not, she's not hiding that. Like, it comes through, um, like, through the styling and all of those things. And I think the, the costuming does a really good job of telling us both who she is and then the little things. Like, you know, Amrita, you said that, like, um, yeah, the costuming is very guy 3 d coded, but then you have, like, the little ingenue touches of, like, the braid as opposed to the more kind of, like, uh, sophisticated bob that, like, guy 3 d had, you know? Like, she's definitely... Like she's made to look a little bit younger, a little bit more ingenue-esque. So she can like, I guess, pass for that like slightly more everyday figure. Um, and then when you see her at the end, right? Like when you see her um as the kind of old, like the 20 year, uh, like 20 years older, you really kind of see her like as the like in her or like she's dressed simpler, but you see her as like the statelier, queenlier figure. And I think uh, I think the costuming does a really good job of 
telling you what this woman is trying to conceal, what she's trying to reveal, what she's successful at concealing, what she's uh, success successful at telegraphing, um, and all of those things. So I think that was one of the most successful um, parts of the film, like the way um, Mrunal and Nilkar, but especially Mrunal was presented in the film. Yeah, and, and she does uh, have that, uh, she does, uh, there is a sense of her yearning for some sort of an anonymity, like like even in the magic show scene, like where uh, the, I think the magician asks her name and this, and before she could say anything, uh, Ram shouts uh, Sita Mahalakshmi and then, and then, and, and then almost nobody says anything. And it, it, it's, and then you have her with all the, the, the Sindur and learning dance. And, and it's almost, almost every time there is some, uh, you every time there is something different done so that uh, Ram never gets uh, to see the real um, princess, and I, I thought that was pretty innovative way of doing it. And then, uh, and then they, of course they do in the end. She say that he he found it ultimately, but which 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 I thought was well done because you know how long can you go go on? Then it would have been in a different level of uh, fantasy to to be living like that, but. Uh, but I thought th th those writing choices were pretty well done. I do think, though, that this movie kind of depends a lot on um, uh, on you reacting to Mrunal and Dulkar pretty much the way that we react to uh, to them. You know, like their yeah. physicality is like a very um this is what I mean when I say that you know like there's points in this film that um whether the artifice is sort of masked by uh some of the choices that they make and the fact that both Dulkar and Ronal are both very good looking people um who are able to do with their roles what you know, Rashmika unfortunately couldn't do with hers. Um, it's not that they are written any better than Rashmika. It is that they, they embody those characters a lot better, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and because they do, and because you, <clears throat> excuse me, because you react to them, uh, and and it's easier, right? Like they're much more sympathetic characters too. Like it's not like it's a stretch. So you just end up wanting these two beautiful people who are sort of circling around each other to just be with each other. And it just sort of builds up beat by beat until you get to that point where, um, where he's leaving uh, to go to Pakistan. And, you know, they have that moment in the bathtub where you know they both fall into the bathtub and they're underwater for that one second and that is a beautiful sequence and you know it's what sal was saying about it being um so reminiscent of what bansali does because it is that that giant melodramatic moment and it works because you have been building up for these two people to come together and to be closer together and you see that yearning that has been building up. 
And then instead of it building up into a crescendo where, you know, they're making love or they've come together, you have this, this agonizing parting of the ways. Um, and that was very well done, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think both of them, I mean, it, it, it's almost like um, casting them was like a, a big job done, right? Like they, they, both the actors embody that larger than life figure and Dulkar has done that in multiple films. Like he done that across uh, genres. Like you have even a like a epic film like uh, Kamati Padam uh, or uh, that spans decades and you, or you have a genres or, or you have Mahanati and Sitarama type film. I think it almost comes naturally to them. I'm like, like they, they, they are both almost like born stars, and uh, and and I think uh, Dulkar is almost like a no-brainer to 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 be cast in this film. I was actually surprised by Murnal, whom I have not. I'm trying to think if I've seen her in something before, but I genuinely can't remember if I've seen I, her. I, 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 I saw her, uh, the first time in Super Thirty. Which is not a big oh, role. Oh, that's yeah. right. That is right. Okay, but yeah, she didn't really make uh, an impact on me. I think in yeah. that in that particular film. But, but but I think I think in that film also she's a dancer. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I've been obsessed with Nunal for a while now, mainly because she's like really really pretty. <laughs> um and yeah so I was very excited when she got like a film that was like a showcase for her beauty in a way that like Bollywood films just don't give beautiful girls anymore like you, you they just don't know what to do with really really beautiful women or really really beautiful men um and with Dilker you know I I always say that like um there's a certain kind of man that you don't see um in um Hindi films um Indian films at large and I think like you know that like kind of dapper urbane uh, kind of guy like that Shashi Kapoor embodied and uh, you know when Fawad came into the movies for a moment it felt like we were going to have that kind of actor for like a for a brief moment there um, and then of course um, you know um, he disappeared for whatever reason like just out of nowhere uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Dulgar is the closest um, actor we have to that archetype I think so again like very well cast in something like this that like depends upon your nostalgia for that kind of sophisticated um, aesthetic of a bygone era uh, for you to appreciate the movie um, and similarly with Manal, I think she's someone who's um, very like cannily kind of figured out that there's a niche for a girl who looks a certain kind of way, like the classic beauty niche. And she's like really kind of like uh, whittled away at herself till she looks like that. Um, and that's like kind of made her perfect for this kind of movie. Um, and uh, yeah, I think like the casting, the fact that they look the way they look um, and the fact that they uh, their presence is the way that, that it is, like they have that stillness, that the fact that they don't look like um, you know that the, the the thing that they always say they uh, they look they don't look like uh, um, they've uh, they've spoken into a cell phone or whatever. There's that thing that they say on Twitter, right, about period film casting. Um, I think that helps yeah. the film. Like you believe that uh, they were around when cell phones weren't around, or uh, you know that uh, they could have danced the twist or whatever, uh, because they have that kind of like. Uh, 
uh, that classic kind of timeless uh, um, look to them. Um, and again, like the costuming helps a lot. The design, I feel like um, the design across the board is very like rich and sumptuous, sometimes like overwhelmingly so. I think um, I was re-watching some of the scenes of the film earlier today and uh, um, Tino Anand plays the guy who whose car Rashmika sets on fire, right? Yeah, Am yeah. I yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. there's like the scene where like um, they're in like the dean's office or something. And like even that is so like... Uh, sumptuous like every location that we see is like so visually kind of like um, rich to the point of cluttered um which i enjoyed you know there was like so much to look at and i think it was similar yeah. with Mahan. there was always like stuff to look at um and sometimes it was a little overwhelming but it's better than that kind of like uh, tv commercial look that's come into a lot of movies um where everything looks so flat and non-dimensional and there's really nothing to look at on screen. It looks like an Asian paint sad. Um, so I definitely prefer this, this way. It's a little bit more cluttered, but at least there's like stuff, there's like dimensionality to the frame. Um, and I appreciated that about like the visuals. I feel yeah, like- and In fact, even the, uh, the, uh, the, the drama, his, his, his drama artist, actor's friend's house is, is, is done in such an, uh, sophisticated uh, elaborate fashion like like you wouldn't believe that you know probably a struggling theater actor is living in this huge house with all these uh antique pieces sort of thing and uh the, the radio going off in a song and, and you have yeah, I, th I think you have a lot of telugu cinema references also strewn across this film and you wouldn't um so so, so like you said like almost every location is is not not over but it's, it's like there is uh, it's, it's all in a different uh, sort of fantastical universe. It's not. It's not exactly. You, you're, you. If you're looking for reality here, you you can't find it in this film. You're on. You're watching the wrong film. Amrita, would you say you like liked the film? <laughs> like that's a sense I can't get. Like, did you like it? Did you not like it? Are you somewhere in the middle? Oh, I don't know if this is. No, that's not true. Because there are a lot of, I was about to say that I don't know if this is a film that you can say that definitively, but I think there are a lot of people out there who can say definitively that they like the film. But the thing is, like 90% of those people that I have seen, and this is anecdotal evidence, uh, but 90% of the people that I've seen who can say with 100% conviction that they love the film are a very specific type of person. Um, and the things that they seem to love this film for are not necessarily things that are related to filmmaking or cinema. Um, they seem to like things such as Renal being uh, fully dressed. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they seem to like the fact that it has a heroic army officer in it. Um, they seem to like the fact that it, um, you know, it upholds a very traditional uh, kind of, you know, uh, like gender dynamics. Um, they seem to like the fact that it shows you, um, like it doesn't paint in India in a bad light is like what some of these people are saying, you know, um, which is a cultural comment on what India is like in 2023 and its yeah. 
you know, its petty obsessions and its anxieties about uh, what it is as a nation. Um, and it doesn't really, so in, in a way, like it feels like this movie serves as sort of some sort of, um, uh, some sort of like psychological test to the Indians who watch it, who are trying to not necessarily react to cinema, but to themselves and how they see themselves portrayed in cinema. Um, and that is not how I engage with cinema. Um, so from like, just, a, you know, like, but then again, like, oh, I don't know, Sal, like, I'm just so turned around. I feel Actually. like, you know, like there is a, obviously a cultural aspect to a movie like this. Like if this movie had been made 20 years ago, it would have been considerably, uh, I think it would have had more edge to it. And I think it would have been a better film, perhaps. Um, but then also, I don't know, like like I said, like it did, uh, and I, I know you said it as well, Sal, that, you know, there were points in this film that made you cry. And I, I did. Um, so that's one of the things that Telugu cinema does really well. Like it, it's really good at provoking emotional responses from its audience members. And it could be in a movie like this. It could be in a movie like RRR. Um, it just knows that little thing of like emotional manipulation. Um, and so my grand answer in the light of all of these things is, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't actually, know how actually, I feel about it. I'm, I, I mean, uh, I, I think th this, this is also anecdotal evidence on my part. And uh um of course politically the film is so so wrong and so coded in a, in, in in the kind of films that are made today um uh, especially in hindi more than any other language um uh, uh, though it's almost like uh, it's not front and center in this film but uh, the anecdotal evidence of people who like this film like including me i think um I agree that it's it's, it's a very specific uh, kind of people, uh, but I don't know if it's the specific kind of people is, um, but that's where I think we differ in the sense that I think when you look at uh, the, the the cinematic uh, uh, specifics of this film, uh, I think it's just people who uh, who who look for something in uh, filmmaking that doesn't exist. Uh, as often in Indian cinema anymore, it's it's more of this uh, this heightened uh, tone. It's the sort of this fantastical nature of the of the, of the setting and of this of the of the of the of, of the melodrama of uh, between this really good looking uh, good looking pair and um, uh, that, that that's really why uh, my my mind always keeps going back to Mahanati. But um, I think uh, that is the that is what I liked about the film, um, even though um, I can't say that this is a, a great film or anything of that sort, but uh, but it, it had uh, um, filmmaking choices and, um, and, and, you know, filmmaking choices that are not talked about as filmmaking today like, like people talk about technical aspects of uh, of, of cinema a, a lot and there are some things in some genres. Uh, 
uh, where people can recognize that yeah this is this is cinema you know like you know very film twitter kind of way but 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 there is also cinema like like if we watch romantics like what sal, sal mentioned about what uh, yash and adi are, are are actually talking about like that people people i think don't consider that that is also cinema like when you worry about something uh, how it how this looks on screen and how this is 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 going to make someone feel uh, when they look at this and i think that is that doesn't exist anymore in indian cinema or that's something that people don't get as often and i think those are the people the people who miss that i think that's the kind of people who like this film or or rather you know are on the positive side of this film and also maybe maybe that's why it became a huge hit or or it just became a hit because you know people just love the 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 the, the, the pair uh, but, but i think that's my anecdotal anecdotal evidence of why there are this a very specific kind of people who like the film yeah i mean like i i think like i mean i see i agree with both of you like i think i i responded to the film right from the promo stage for the reasons that um you know aditya mentioned and um at the same time you know i've seen like you know you know you know exactly the kind of um reactionary demo that would be like you know yeah this is this is an indian film you know it's a pro india film um you know the uh, the pakistani person is chastened um you know the uh, you know the central character is uh, you know um this uh, brave hindu you know soldier no one is love jihaded and <laughs> all that good stuff like you know it's like it's it 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 uh, points towards or it i guess it like uh, it gestures towards a certain kind of like uh, nominal inclusiveness without ever compromising on that like you know kind of like vision of um a world in which like you know hindu supremacy is the same as like you know moral supremacy um and then you know yeah the heroine is all covered up the man is manly the woman is feminine all of those things like all of those things are true and at the same time yeah there's like you know there's a there's a quality it's like um, you know they talk about slow fashion and slow food um, <laughs> i feel like uh, there's uh, uh there's almost like a, i know that slow filmmaking slow cinema is a movement already and i'm not talking about things like you know john dillman and things like that but there's almost like something like this where like um, <laughs> i can't believe you mentioned john dillman this is <laughs> <laughs> the, the only podcast where this comparison is going to be made so i think like <laughs> this is going to be novel for that reason <laughs> yes, we have ani raghavpuri and chantal akarman <laughs> <laughs> Aditya was talking about how I was like cancelled on film Twitter, like for the umpteenth time, like right before we started <laughs> talking. So this is just gonna further that process, like exacerbate my cancelling. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like I think like that that idea of like just taking, um, paying attention to certain things and um, those things being um, sort of germane. to um cinema like um 
uh, a setting beyond, say, the action set piece or a setting beyond, uh, say, the visual effects, like costuming, right? Um, um, makeup, makeup beyond, like, say, special effects makeup. Um, the way you frame, like, you know, as I said, a heroin introduction shot, like, I I think my 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 portal to cinema was the heroin introduction shot. Like that was the first thing I fell in love with when I watched Lumhe when I was a child. Um, and so when I see those things done well or even attempted with a certain level of sincerity, I do respond to it. Um, so um, I think like what Amrita said about like this, this film would probably have been done better in a less repressive era a less repressive socio-political climate I think that's true and I think it would have meant a little bit less in a time when we were getting you know the Virzaras and the Parinitas um, you know um, very true and you know and their equivalent uh, from the other industries um, maybe um, it, it would have made less of a like it would have meant a little bit less to the people who liked it um, but because like it's 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 very like we're having like a very kind of like uh, crumbs you know just crumbs beggars can't be choosers moment uh in those terms um it's just because like cinema like i think like cinema is like very ugly right now so like any beauty one gets one kind of like um, grabs at and like romance is another thing that one doesn't really see um in in films as much so, um, you know, uh, so to see that and to sort of be able to luxuriate in that is becoming a rarer and rarer privilege. And so I think, again, like, I think the fact that this is, this feels like more of an anomaly um, yeah. um, makes it makes it feel a little bit more special than it would have at any other time. And and I must also say that I, 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 I really, um, it was good to see a film like this and a film like... Uh, Danush Trichitrambalam do very well in a in a year or maybe in the last five years of you know all the macho cult of personality films that have that are the only ones doing so well. So I was quite heartened that this one and a rom com like Trichitrambalam did so well, you know, business wise. I think that's really great. Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of that film, like I think one of the nice things about both those both these films are that they have like complete albums, like soundtracks. You know, like oh, yeah. the songs are like full songs um, that like sit together harmoniously on a soundtrack, and that is nice. Like I'm always complaining about like these like short little snippet songs and songs that are like designed to sell the movie and then like you know be forgotten, like. Um, about a month after the movies come out um and i enjoy those songs i dance to those songs but like it's really kind of lovely to have a film where you each song felt like an event as they were releasing them and when you watch the film you really get a sense of you know the placement and the flow and all of those things and i think that that was another lovely thing about this film the songs really are great the, the entire album is is really lovely um on its own merits like i think um even outside of comparisons to, you know, the current climate of music. I, I've gone back and listened to Sita Ramam's album uh, several times since the movie's come out. And I really, really like it. Yeah, I do like the music. Like, um, and we've had this conversation before, right? Adi, about like how 
uh, Telugu cinema more often than not is not bringing its A game when it comes to music. But I think yeah. they've been doing much better over the past couple of years than they have been previously. Yeah. Um, and Sitaramam is uh, is a very listenable uh, album. Like it's not my favorite OST, I don't think. Uh, that came out last year, but it definitely was like something that I've gone back to and listened. Yeah, I'm mean, like Sal said. It's definitely a very well thought out, structured OST. It's not like this song strewn here, here and there, and it's also right. used very well. Like, like there is no you. You never feel like a song is out of place, or you you never feel like oh, is there a song here or something like that. It's it's it's. it's I think it's very appropriately um, utilized even in the film. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it was made on like a computer. You know, it doesn't sound chintzy. It's got like that <laughs> sound to it, which I love. And you know, like back in the like even like I think like fifteen years ago, there were plenty of albums that sounded like they had a full orchestra on them, and now you rarely hear hear that. And I think that's another reason why I responded to it. It had that nice big sound that you could like put it on your sound system and like really kind of luxuriate in it, and I enjoyed that. and uh just as a like of uh, i think we've covered a lot but i just wanted to as a last topic i want to talk about dulkar's career i think there was a period i think in the last uh, i think uh, i think pre uh, 2021 or so that where he he seemed kind of lost and he was really trying to make it to in in the hindi films uh, there was a factor and there was uh, karwan and a couple of other films and there was even a period where like uh, like i i like i was uh, like anyone who tries to speak to me like you know he's he's completely focusing in uh, mumbai and all those things and i was like okay this uh, this this guy i like so much through uh, right from ustad hotel to kamati padam and even okay kamri and all these things and um, i would uh, who i always thought will do really well and he's like suddenly he's lost but then but then uh, he, he, even though he's doing different languages he sees i think he's almost like he's he's having a great career right now like uh, from from telugu and he, i think his his malayalam film salute also became a huge hit um, and and he's really found his uh, found his way and he's he has a presence in almost every industry i believe he also uh, dubs for himself in telugu um which, tamil yeah i think yeah tamil makes sense i mean he grew up in yeah chennai, he grew so up in madras yeah, yeah yeah i would i would expect him to be fluent in tamil um actually i would expect like most malayalis to be able to yeah, at yeah. least speak it in tamil <laughs> if not actually you know uh be able to speak it but telugu like uh, i'm just like because he sounds pretty native to me i don't know i don't speak telugu um but to me like he sounds like he he's actually nailing it am i wrong well i don't think I, i'm not the expert so either so <laughs> yeah but 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 he he i i remember he was applauded for mahanati uh, uh, uh which was, yeah yeah which was like a giant role for him to pull off you know yeah. um like uh, the knives would have been out if he had been terrible uh in And speaking Telugu in that particular role, so yeah. Was there like controversy over like uh, you know like a Malayali actor playing like Jemini Ganeshan? Like did people like did yeah. anyone say anything? I don't think South Indians are as wrapped up 
in that kind of i think like the fact that he was a malayali helped like if it if it had been like somebody from the north maybe they might have yeah. had an issue yeah yeah but um, you know a he's a malayali and b he's mamudi's son and he um, well liked yeah yeah, yeah yeah he i don't think he's ever had a like a like yeah, a bad he, press or anything like that thought yeah, yeah. he has that face um he's very polite he's very like you know um what they call like you know he has a clean image as they used to say back I, 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 I think i think that the, the the negative thing that came out when that film uh released was that uh, dulkar played jamni garrison and because of that um, i mean he made jamni look good which is which is not <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have been the other way around <laughs> oh very true that's a good point but yeah but i think uh, i mean i don't know what other films are coming for him but i think he's in a good place right now yeah he's also doing like uh, fairly interesting things with his production house um yeah you know like uh, well that is something that's true though of like all the the malayali um uh, big stars or the new gen new wave uh, stars i think like you know whether it's fafa or tovino yeah yeah, yeah. tovino like you know they're doing like very interesting things in terms of the movies they choose to produce as well as the movies they choose to act in um and they just uh, that's like really nice to see any any last thoughts about the film or anything on tulkar and bidal um i you know honestly i just i was hoping that uh, after this film like you know this film would kind of serve as like kind of like a bit of a showreel for munal um for bollywood because like i was like i was like thank god someone's seen this girl and figured out what to do with her because she's so beautiful and she has presence and so on um and she keeps getting cast you know as uh, you know like uh, the, she's like in that aditi rao hydri niche of like playing wives yeah, you know yeah. like often times dead often times dead wives <laughs> or to be dead wives um but um and i was hoping this would like you know give people that kind of wake up like in bollywood that kind of like wake up call that this is this we have a heroine a capital h heroine amongst our amongst us and uh, it doesn't seem like that's happened which is which is very much par for the course for bollywood because i feel like no one knows how to cast anymore um but it's also disappointing she was just in like gumrah that came out like last weekend or oh, something oh yeah and like I, that you know that's not the kind of thing i want to see her in i i don't know if they're making too many films where you know um women get to play these kinds of characters um in bollywood anymore but like um I, i hope someone wakes up and gives her that like you know the role like a capital r role um in a hindi film as well because that's where she predominantly works i know she's already signed other things uh, in the south indian film industries but like it be it it be exciting to see her in something that presents her with as much care in hindi films and not just as like you know an akshay kumar item girl or like you know second banana to aditya roy kapoor of all people you know 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, in, the, in the larger scheme of things, Hindi cinema still has a lot of things to fix. Yeah. Mm. Is especially uh, ironic because I remember um, a few years ago when, and I think this was like, uh, what was it? Which film was it? Oh, I think it was the uh, the first Love Ajkal or something when Imtiaz was talking about like how difficult it is to find um, women who are able to portray, you know, a level of innocence and like uh, the ingenue character because mm. um you know like generally he he just found like too many women were or like all the women that he was able to audition uh in india apparently were um were a little too modern and uh i know that you know when they were looking for somebody opposite sharok and raiz for example they were you know one of the reasons why they went to mahira khan was because they wanted somebody who was like not very um, Bombay, so to speak. Um, and so like, I keep hearing this narrative and then I just had to laugh when, you know, Mrinal came on screen in this particular film because she just nails it and she's about as Bombay as it gets. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know what, um, you know, it's just a failure of imagination that is basically being uh, exposed here, in my opinion. And yeah, and, 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 and I think Imtiaz did end up finding Tripti with Laila Majnu. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I hear those things from like male directors, it's always like they have like some kind of fetish. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to justify like you do not Pretty have to much. go all the way to Brazil to find your Punjabi kuri. You know, like that's just nonsense. Like yeah. really. <laughs> like come on like, then you go then you go to like what like america to find like your kashmiri girl like in a half american girl and then she can't speak hindi and then you're mad at her that she can't speak hindi. like like you know like um, the fact that imtiaz's career has come to this like that like when he cast uh, giselle montero in lavachkal that's when i could have told you it would have <laughs> Honestly, I mean, uh, yeah. Why are men basically? Yeah. <laughs> and MTS especially, definitely like they're the first target, yeah. But I don't know, like for Sita Ramam, um, I think this is like a movie that I would actually recommend to people to watch. Like there's a lot of movies there. I'm just like, well, you know what? Like it's just too problematic or it's too um, uncooked, so to speak. Um, and therefore like people shouldn't, you know, shouldn't really be watching it. But I think, I think like irrespective of my feelings about this film, which are presently seesawing, um, I would still say that, you know, in terms of it just being a piece of cinema and it being a piece of cinema that comes from the Telugu film industry, which has such a different reputation for the kind of movies that it makes. I think it is an interesting film for people who would like to see what Telugu cinema is like in 2023 or 2022, whatever you'd like to say. Um, I think that it is something that I would recommend to people to watch. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great point to end on. Yeah.
Um, so that was Sita Ramam. Uh, thank you, Amrita, for joining. Thank you for inviting me. And, and thank you, Sarah. We've been trying to get you on the podcast for a long time. Thank you for joining. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Amrita. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back with another episode. Bye. Hey, folks. This is Deepak, aka Complicator, on Twitter, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the Other Banana on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Please do leave us a review and a rating, as it helps us drive visibility for our work. You can also view the team's writing or provide us feedback on our content at tobpod.com. We look forward to hearing from our listeners soon. Thank you.